Hello, Minimal Moves. Welcome back. Um, I just started an episode, but then I had to yawn, and then I t- started talking about yawning, and then I really wanted to yawn, and then I had to. So I'm starting again. Um, so welcome to this episode. Today, I wanted to talk to you about what I'm struggling with in minimalism, um, because right now, um, it's a little tricky, let's just say. So let's dive right in. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna, going to go into the gruesome details that is my day-to-day life of being an extremely privileged college student in the United States, higher institutions, one of the priciest ones, in fact, on the East Coast, and protected away in my own apartment room, shielded by a computer. Well, I guess I'm not shielded because my computer is the primary cause of stress, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so I want to acknowledge that first. But that said, um, I I know that there's this kind of, not idiom, but sort of metaphor of, you know, if you you sprain your ankle and your neighbor breaks their leg, just because your neighbor's legs hurt doesn't mean your ankle doesn't hurt. I actually think that's not 100% true. Like, I think your ankle hurts less, especially if you're aware that your neighbor's leg hurts. And maybe if you're both like somewhere in a dire situation and one of you needs to help the other one, then I think the one with the sprained ankle should help the other person. I don't know, just me. Um, but I mean, I get the point of what what it's getting at, right? It's that like, it doesn't mean that you're not going to like your pain is non-existent just because another person has a bigger pain. I think that, I mean, the person with the lesser pain should still be very mindful of that. They shouldn't go around complaining about their little pain when there's another person with a bigger pain. But I mean, we're all human. Um, and I mean, I, I I definitely do this as well. And I try to be mindful of it, especially like things like having to do with financial manners or like grades. I mean, I'm never the person with a better grade. Let's be honest here. But like if I ever think that there's a, even a slim possibility that that is true, I try to be mindful of it. Um, self-deprecating jokes aside okay also i don't know if i already said this but i feel very like cool right now because i'm holding my mic by hand this is because i realized that i tend to forget that i have this mic and i leave the mic like further away on my desk it's always set up for that instant burst of genius just kidding i just really like talking into the mic and i think it's really fun but I, I have realized that I leave it further away. So by holding it, I'm like forced to keep it close to me. So hopefully this improves the audio quality, I hope. But I have to say the minimalism has been going, it's been going well. Like I do love it still, of course. I mean, I would stop doing the podcast because I wouldn't share something that I don't believe to be beneficial, of course. And it's been going like yesterday, I think I decluttered like 10 things sporadically. Um, Granted, I was just like, just tired. And I just wanted to do something that felt like I was pushing my life forward, but also wasn't energy intensive. Um, So I just went through some of my like stationary drawers. By the way, my goal is to not have these like stashes of things like to just have like normal living capacity and have like, you know, it's okay to have like one or two extra pens or something like that. But I just don't want to have these like, tens of I don't know, like random random stationary stock, which I always have had. Also, it's not even stock that I enjoy, so I don't really know what I'm doing. But I, I just can't throw things away when they're so useful, and that's something I'm still working on. Which brings me to like the state of the state of being a minimalist or like trying to be a minimalist, because I don't really know a hundred percent if I can call myself like a oh I'm a minimalist. Because this is partially because I was just watching this YouTube channel and they're called the minimalist. Um, you, I'm sure if you know me, you know how I feel about this. It's just kind of like, did you did you really have to go there? Like really on your channel name, but obviously it's not that I don't like men. I I do like. Like, it, it would be ridiculous to categorically not like someone of one identity group because of their identity. But it's just, 
It's just that when the identity group is one of privilege, will you really go around touting it? Like, mm, not classy. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're never going to listen to my podcast. But, but that aside, I just wanted to point that out, actually, because I, of course, want to be supportive of other people doing similar work, and I will always try to uplift other platforms. That said, I will not stand for organizations or groups or individual influencers, especially. Like, I mean, individual normal people, I will never, like, drag on here. But if they're, like, trying to get into the influencer space, then I will point out, or if they are running influencers, then I will point out if they are doing things that do not fit with what I believe to be just and what I believe to be right. And when they go like drastically off course, I guess, is when I would really point out. I won't really be like, oh, you had this extra piece of wrapping in your minimalist episode or something. Like not something like that ever, but this has to do with identity and they're taking it lightly and I'm going to point that out. Okay, that caveat is I think pretty good with that. Um, But I was watching this video um, for research, of course, not for procrastination, never, never. Um, and they had, or at least they proclaimed to have 39 things. First of all, usually when minimalist like platforms say they have like certain numbers of things, like 39 things or 40 something things, there's this one YouTuber whose name I cannot remember. Um, I, I think they go by, oh gosh. Okay. Let me, let me just confirm what they go by. Um, but if they, if I'm remembering it correctly, this is also a problematic name, but also it's like, I don't think they're doing it like very fully aware um but i believe there is someone who is right now and based in poland and they live in a tiny house now if you watch a lot of minimalism videos i'm sure you know who i'm talking about they like seem to legit have like a very small amount of possessions and i think that's really cool there's nothing wrong with i mean you know having separate segments of their life like i certainly do but a lot of these people who say like oh i have 50 items in my possession like Sure, they might, but they have like a couple things at a friend's house or like they have a parent's house that they can stay in. And like, obviously, they don't technically earn the furniture, but also like they are able to benefit from it. So, I mean, I, I think that's a very like privileged signaling thing to say, oh, I have like 50 things, but actually you have more. Um, so I don't really I don't really know what to make of that. Um, but I, I also want to be mindful that a lot of people who are in this space come from the US or maybe I think I've seen a couple like Australian folks who are like in the really extreme minimalist and someone from Scandinavia is pretty big and then someone else from originally from Germany I believe oh I want to say yeah I think they're in Germany right now and then someone like you know they're around but they're primarily from the US or Europe there's one big uh, minimalist whose name also should I just have a list of like all the minimalists yeah I probably should shouldn't I because I just talk about them a lot because I think it's really cool to learn from other people okay healing your living that's the um one like I mean even her I think her family's based in Texas and like obviously nothing wrong with everyone being from the western hemisphere but if you think about it like a lot of what minimalism draws on draws on the east right like I mean it's a meld of everything and it's an individually held like mindset but I just I just really want to be mindful of that as well when we say that oh they have 50 possessions or they have like 50 pieces of clothing we praise that but like that's that's something that's really privileged if you can aspire for something like that so you know so there's that kind of dimension of problematicness as well like I'm pointing out like the ways in which these influencers can be problematic because I mean obviously I don't want to be adding to that problem but also like I think these are kind of the things that are driving me to at least the minimalism side of a rut in that, like, okay, so there's certain things in my life. Um, 
How TMI do we want? Oh, actually, okay, this isn't, I don't consider this TMI, and I think we really need to normalize talking about periods, and I'm not going to even talk about my own period anyway, really. I'm just going to say that, like, I am a huge fan of, um, oh, the name is, name is escaping me, the cups, like the June cups, the diva cups, the salt cups, like, you know, the reusable cups, I think they're fantastic. If you're not a person who gets periods and you have no idea what I'm talking about, please do us a favor and Google what it is. Um, we, we, we love people who don't have periods, who understand what it's like to have periods, um, at least in a minimal way that you can, which is through a Google search or ask your trusted perioding neighbor, I guess. And so... Like, I'm a huge fan, but also I'm just kind of overwhelmed by the prospect of trying it. And I know it's like super, like, you can easily make it super sanitary. And I I'm, I have one um, that I've been meaning to try for like three months or two months, I think, at this point. But I have pads and I've just been using those. So, so there's kind of stuff like that where there is something that I really think I should make the switch over for. And some things are really easy. Like, I'm using the leaf shade, which I've mentioned a couple of times on this platform. And that's fantastic. And because the way in which I use it is not that different, like it's a little bit more maintenance work, but it's not something that I'm not comfortable doing. I'm not putting like any random things in my body. Like I'm, I'm very like secure in doing what the things I need to do to maintain it. And so that I very easily can do. And I'm very glad I'm switched over. Um, but there are things like that. And there are other things like not going on that random coffee run that I'm I mean, I guess I kind of don't because and literally cannot because I'm the klutziest person on earth and in walking in the snow is just like chaos without anything in my hands. If I had like a hot cup of coffee in my hand, can you imagine walking through like the ice with my like strange like slidey feet and I don't really know why I walk the way I do, but I do walk strangely and it's just, you know, not ideal. So there are circumstances that like help me be more sustainable, but also sustainable slash minimal. But there's some things like, you know, like pens, like when you get a new pen, what do you do with it? What does everyone do with all the pens that like we get throughout life? And this is definitely an American problem. I, of course, like got pens in streets in Japan, but those were like actually decent quality. So I would just use them. Honestly, like my my family, we don't really buy pens unless it's like this very specific thing that we're looking for. Like for normal mechanical pencils and ballpoint pencils, they just come in and they're good quality. So we use them and then we wear them out. And by that time, we get another nice quality pen. It kind of works because, um, yes, we're the stationary kingdom. Have I bragged about it enough yet? <laughs> Sorry about that. But like, what, what do you do with these, like, pens that don't really work well, but they kind of work? And when you're handed in, like, some bag, you don't notice that it's there. Or, like, what do you do when, you know, you're trying to be COVID safe and, like, you're stuck between this, do I bring my own utensils, but then I'm not going home in a while, and then I'm going to inevitably forget to wash them. I don't know. There are just so many things to keep in mind. And also, I've been finding the semester really just challenging in general, not having to do with minimalism. Uh, minimalism actually helping a little bit, but just like, I'm not, I'm not a homebody. I always thought I was, but no, no, I, I can't do it. And um, I mean, of course, I'm very lucky. Like, yes, technically I can do it, but I'm finding it so, so like strange to be inside my like, I would say my four walls, but actually my room is shaped really strangely. So it's like technically like eight, even though it's not that big of a room. Um, it's like a normal college bedroom, uh, but it's just like strange structure. Shout out to Medford housing. And so 
that really has also dampened my not my passion for minimalism but like my progress with it I guess I found myself like I I want to be like as fully transparent as I comfortably can so I will say that like I found myself like online shopping for things that I've always eyed and they're always things that like come off of my like shopping list but at a rate at which I normally wouldn't really invest and I'm reflecting on like why that is the case and what's driving me to do this like is this really going to be beneficial for me on the long run because I do really really value downsizing and living compactly and not increasing waste in the world that I don't need to and I don't know like I obviously don't have all the answers no one thought I did of course but I'm still navigating it and what I'm right now trying to do because I feel like I'm in this just like rut in life also it has to do with like job search and like all my friends having jobs and like things like that so like you know it's like external factors as well shout out to all the seniors at university who are looking for jobs I feel you I guess it's not just university like it might be in high school you might be in grad school you might be in like other forms of education or just like trying to get a job in general especially international students it's rough because you have like a time limit let me just do like a quick teaching moment of like being an international student basically you get kicked out of the country after 60 days after your degree termination date if you don't have a job And it's like plain as that. If you have a job, then you have another year before that same deadline applies. And if you, but you might use up, use up those days during the year. It's just a little complicated. If you have a STEM degree, you have a little bit more time, maybe if things line up well. So like that sort of thing, not very minimalist, like random, you know, random sources of stress. Um, So what I try to do is also, first of all, maintain practices of like sustainability and minimalism that I've always had. For example, if you know me, you know, maybe, actually, no, probably not, hope, hope you don't, I hope this is not central to my personality, but, like, you know, that I have this, like, pet peeve about, like, buying paper towels, because I think it's super wasteful, and, like, you're buying something you're literally going to use for five seconds and throw out, so I'm, like, a huge advocate for using, like, cloth or, like, other means, I mean, I think the only other mean would be, like, cloth, but, like, rewashable cloth or rags is what I mean, I guess, Or like whatever random like paper towels that you have lying around in like restaurants because like you grab those few, right? Like when you sit down at the table, at least I always do because I'm like a mom in that way. And then when you don't use them, I bring them home and then I use them at home and they work fantastic. But like that sort of thing, like maintaining those habits or like not buying trash bags. Oh, that's the other thing. Okay, like paper towels and trash bags, like not buying those is like my thing um, because that's also something you're literally buying to put in the trash. Like that seems really strange to me and I know... In the U.S., that's kind of how the world is structured, but there's plenty of plenty of ways to get around it, um, especially if you're, like, living alone or, like, living with a partner, or, like, like, just direct family, like, people you can casually easily have these conversations and, like, discussions or, like, determinations with, I guess. So, like, for me, those have been practices that I've been able to maintain without really much effort because that's just something I've always... Well, okay, actually, granted, I live in, like, a shared living situation, but at least within my own room, those are things that I can continue to maintain it's like minimal effort because that's something that I've always done I already have like the necessary supplies and habits in place so I try to like be aware and attentive to the fact that I do maintain those practices and kind of give myself like a I don't really give myself a pat on my back let's be honest here but I try to think about it sometimes maybe or at least you know recognize that I do it and in terms of other things so I have a habit of like picking up plastic utensils because when I was growing up 
we like reuse plastic utensils which is like kind of strange like we had normal utensils but we would use plastic utensils multiple times for like casual use for if we were like going out to a picnic or something we would bring the plastic utensils bring them home wash them and bring them back and i'm just like now that i'm thinking about it why didn't we just nor- use normal silverware that we had you know but those plastic utensils also came from like things that we already like picked up like say we got a utensil pack of three with a fork, a knife, and a spoon, and we only used the spoon, then we have the fork and the knife for another occasion. Like, that's kind of the place where it came from, so I guess it's okay, but, like, in thinking about that, so plastic utensils always felt like this premium thing because we all would always, like, wash it and bring it back, and it was always for special occasions. So now, like, now that I have easy access to disposable plastic utensils, I still have a habit of picking them up because I grew up with this, like, scarcity mindset, as you all know. And so it's so easy for me to reach for it. But then I'm like trying to make myself stop and think like, hey, like what value does this bring? Not in like a, oh, how dare you? You tout to be a minimalist and you're picking a plastic utensils kind of way, especially because of COVID. But I, I try to kind of think, hey, do you really need like a knife as well? We know that you tend to have a surplus. I do actually tend to have a surplus of like plastic knives for some reason because I just don't like it's not a habit to use knives as much for me. So like, do you really need this? Or maybe can we wait till home and then you can pick up your normal knife, like things like that. And then I kind of like negotiate with myself like not it's not that elaborate of a process, obviously, but it's just like a split second of a decision. But like. By pushing myself in like the right direction in small ways, I believe that I will be able to push myself gradually in bigger ways. So that's something else that I try to implement. With minimalism, um, I find it to be super soothing, but sometimes, sometimes just things are so overwhelming that even the most soothing things are not soothing anymore. Um, I find this with like, I don't know, like I don't really generally find this with hygiene stuff, but I guess like Sometimes, like, you know, you might feel like, oh, you're hungry, but you don't really want to handle cooking. What do you do? So in those scenarios, I play something in the background. This is something that I found really, like, helpful, even though it can be super distracting as well. So I would either, like, if I want a low-intensity um, stimulation, then it would be something like um, playing a playlist on Spotify. Um, and I I love listening to my friends' playlists, and I always think that that's a fun way of, like, getting to know the insides of their brain in a way that they would never verbally articulate, you know? So I think that's always fun. But if I want something that's more fully engaging, like, so that I can kind of forget, not, like, fully forget, but set aside the things that are overwhelming, I'll watch, like, a decluttering video while I, like, go around my room and, like, pick up three things that I can declutter or, like, reallocate or put away, um... These are super, super small steps, but I kind of try to use this to as a kind of grounding activity and to reassure myself that there are small changes that I can make no matter what's going on in life. As I'm saying this, I feel a little bit phony. Like I, I, I'm a very public person. I'm sure you know by the fact that I have two podcasts. And by the way, the other podcast is that international um, in the U.S. with Henry and Haruka um, on Instagram, we are at Intel, like I-N-T-L underscore H-H. I, I'm getting better at the plugging. <laughs> Can you tell? Um, but I, I'm very public. I post a lot of my like Insta stories, just like in general, like even before these podcasts, I, I had a blog slash have a blog. Um, I write a lot. And I when I do write, my whole like heart is on my sleeve. Um But also, I want to make sure that this feels like a comfortable, like happy space to a certain degree as well. So I'll try not to overshare. But at the same time, just know that like when when people look like they're super composed, 
they aren't oh that sounds so like ominous that's that's not what i mean but you know like we all know that we don't share everything about our lives with the world always especially like we don't share everything about our lives with one person so i think that like being aware that even the people who seem like these minimalists who have like 50 possessions traveling the world they seem so free that may not be the full picture they may be missing something like i just oh my gosh the the podcast that I just watched, this person doesn't have a laptop. And I was just sitting there thinking like, well, they might not have a laptop now, but if their channel grows, they're probably going to need one or like need to outsource it. And like, can you really say that you don't derive value from that device, even if you're not the one using it, if someone else is using it like in your place? Like, it's just kind of this complicated thought. It's complicated. Decluttering is complicated because it intertwines with emotion and other people's experiences and stories and like gifts and memories and things like that and sustainability oh gosh like a whole nother chaotic bag of bag of bag of joy for sure um and i love like the idea of making incremental changes but also you like people are going to get criticized at various turns um no matter what you do pretty much in terms of sustainability like i've realized and also you can never be perfect. Like no one in their modern society, I think, can really 100% be zero waste. I don't think that's really possible because even if you are directly not producing waste, someone who is helping you live out your life is probably. So it's hard and it's okay. Like it, it, as in, it's hard for me to say that it's okay for me to not strive towards like what I deem to be the ultimate goal. Um, but I think that it's okay. Well, it's 100% okay that like, we're not with the 50 position. I keep going back to the 50 position because I think the first time I watched a video like that, it was this guy who was backpacking across, I think it was Australia with a green backpack. I don't really remember if it was a YouTube channel or like an individual human, but they like did all their cooking in this pot and they were talking about how this pot was rented. And it was just, I thought that was a little bit like too, too extreme. Maybe we can do an episode on extreme minimalism versus not so extreme minimalism feasibility joy things like that value not saying that like extreme minimalism is bad but i just think that like we need to acknowledge that it's not that they're particularly brilliant it's that they're particularly privileged that they're able to do that but yeah should i stop rambling i think i should stop rambling this was another spontaneous episode and to be honest i do really enjoy the spontaneous episodes i'm not really sure if this is what you're supposed to do for a podcast but I hope that that was decent. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been working on, like now I have a podcast voice, which is just so weird, I guess. But also um, I'm trying to make this as auditorially enjoyable for you. So I'm trying to work on my like, you know, the P's and the T's and the like those sounds. I don't know what they're, expletives? No, that's not it, right? Those sounds, I'm trying to make those stronger because mine are very weak and I'm trying to weigh, like, uh, weigh in off of having a lot of horizontal sounds. Like my articulation is very, it's actually very accented, I think. I don't know if you can tell because a lot of people say they can't tell, but I really accurately can and I'm trying to change that just so that like people across various cultures can easily understand, not saying that, obviously not saying that Japanese accents are bad. Um, it's a sign that you're making an effort to learn another language, and I think that's to be lauded. With, lauded. Um, but I just want to make sure this podcast is easy for people from various linguistic backgrounds to understand, and that generally means having a more sort of standard American, standard British pronunciation. So going for the American one, um, I do have a lot of influences on that dimension for sure. 
this was such a like a reflective episode to talk through. A lot of strings came up in various ways. I'll probably be talking about the minimalism versus extreme minimalism at some point. But until the next episode, I can't wait to talk to you again soon. The usual follow, review, loved. Follow me on Insta as well at Minimal Moves by H. And yeah, with that, I can't wait to talk to you again. See you later, Minimal Moves.